Hey everybody, welcome to episode 26 of Biomast, the Legion Leaks edition. Uh, tonight we're going to be talking to a, a star-studded cast here on the red carpet. It's an incredible group that we have tonight, and I'm sure that many of them will have their own walk of fame at some point. Uh, this should be awesome. We're going to talk a little bit about some movies. We're going to talk a little bit about some games. We're going to talk about movies in games. We're going to talk about games about movies. It's going to be it's going to be incredible. Um, <laughs> And that being said, uh, you know, we're going to go ahead and jump right into this and uh, give everybody a, a quick intro and then we'll dive right into the topics. We've got a lot to talk about tonight. As you, as anybody that's been following us, following us on Twitter will know, it's 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 pretty over the top this uh, th this week or at least this weekend. So we're looking for some Oscars, some Golden Glo Golden Globes, some hammies, some whammies, whatever you got out there. We're going to be all over it. And this episode will star Soraya Zell on a mountaintop by himself, surrounded by a slavering wolf pack of tinfoiled cyborg killing machine dogs, otherwise known as the guests on the show. Okay. That, so, was, a, that was a high bar to set right there. Hey, man, I'm just, trying to, I'm just working it in. So on that note, let's go ahead and get started, and we'll uh, intro the folks that are going to be on tonight. And before, before we get started, just a quick one. Um, we may have a special guest from the Eve side popping in a little bit later. And if so, we'll, we'll take a quick pause and give him an intro as well. But if not, we're just going to drive right on. So Mr. Bam Havoc, an intro, please. Uh, hi. Um, I've been told now never to say that I'm just a gamer. Apparently, I've got some shitty YouTube channels. So I've got to reference that somewhere now, apparently. Um, but yeah, just a gamer. And apparently, I've got a shitty YouTube somewhere. God knows how I do it. I like bacon and beer. And he has excellent taste in soundtracks for his driving videos. In case anybody didn't know, you can see Bam Havoc guest starring on Top Gear, the UK edition, soon. And Lether. Hey, guys. Uh, I'm Lether. Uh, I'm an officer in, in uh, Mullen Mob, and I used to be the PC coordinator for Rise of Legion. And... Uh, I guess I don't have anything nearly as interesting to say as Bam, so we'll just move on. No bacon here. No, but you are 127 pounds of rage and bitterness held together. It's 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 incredible, and I'm sure we're going to see it at some point. Now. See, see, we just need to have Jason describe doing the proper intro for everyone because he's got this down. <laughs> it's true. I'm like a black hole. It's it's the wrestling intro. No, no, we're not even. See, see, I've, I've, I've promised I would not do that tonight. I'm, I'm just going to go in a totally could different creative direction. Who did you promise that? I can't tell you. <laughs> it's NDA. Oh my bad. <laughs> okay, Pokey. Uh, I'm Pokey Draven, CEO of OSG Planetary Operations, co-host here on Biomass, and I am the official meta bitter vet of uh, the Biomass podcast. Sweet. And Pokey, for those of you who didn't know, is actually a pinko communist in real life. He, in fact, set our tax rate to 73% just for the laws. <laughs> I, I had it at 75 they talked me down, but I think it was a good compromise. Yeah, we, well, we were going to foment rebellion, and then he, quote-unquote, quelled it. We won't go into the into how he did that, though. That's also uh, an NDA, but yeah. <laughs> so we've now found one of the memes for the night. Everything that we don't want to talk about that Soraya wants us to is NDA. So, on that note, Sarizel. I'm Sarizel, CPM1 member, um, co-host here on Biomask, and a leader of the Top Men Alliance. Boy, he sounds enthusiastic, doesn't he? Okay. And my name is Jason Larison. I'm a member of OSG Planetary Operations. And in my homage to JDEC Minaheim, people keep asking me if I'm back on dust. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm back on dust. 
<laughs> All right, so you got a different. Stop kind of playing different that fucking this game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's 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 not bad either. Um, so um, I guess that's rolling us into our our first topic of the night. That's right. Yep, absolutely. And I would be remiss if I did not tell you I'm also a member of Agony Unleashed on the uh, on the east side, and we are having a blast in Pravi. I'll say hi to you soon, CVA. Uh, okay, and let's roll right into the CPM update, otherwise known as the, we're not going to tell you anything because it's NDA, but we're going to tell you that we know something update. And uh, I'll turn this over to Sarizel. Okay, fine. I, I, I know more things that are coming in 1.9. Good luck. They're going to be fun. I hope they announce it soon. That's it. <laughs> um, okay. Hey, you asked for a tease. There it is. Um, so uh, the, the first thing is that on Friday, someone clued in that uh, a Apparently, Eve Legion is credited as appearing in uh, the movie John Wick. Um, I decided to uh, uh, side rail all of my friends into going to go see that movie instead of whatever else they're planning on doing that evening. So, for science. Um, and uh, I, I will say that John Wick is a good movie. And if you want to go see a movie, go see it. If you want to see a Legion preview... Do not go see it because it's like less than 10 seconds long and you can't really see anything. Um, I thought I was watching Dust until we saw screenshots that Jadik took. Um, but yeah, um, the, the Atlantic, I think, summarized the movie the best, which was um, an idiot killed my puppy and now everyone has to die. <laughs> Sounds okay. like a pretty deep plot for an action movie. You know, there's there's no it's apologies for it. Yeah, there's no apologies for shallow plot. It is what it is, but it's it's funny. Um, I th I think they did well establishing kind of the the hitman oriented universe that that most of the movie takes place in, and it, it worked out very well in my book. Um, I correct you there, Soraya. It wasn't just somebody on that found it. It was actually some dude uh, on the E forums, and his name was uh, Bunker Triple Zero Nine. Um, and thanks to uh, Jadek Manaham, and definitely not Jadek Manaham, we are now talking about it now. Yeah, and and he actually um, Jadek uh, broke uh, broke proper etiquette and rules to uh, sneak us uh, pictures and such because he snuck his DSLR into into a theater. Um, <laughs> so there, he up on his Twitter, there's a bunch of images and the actual clip of video that they take place in, which is near the end of the movie. For now, anyway. So uh, the idea was that a very small proportion of the population have a heart attack watching John Wick, right? Because apparently Legion does exist. <laughs> well, th there's a couple. There's a couple things. It's um, the the first thing that I noticed I, I would offer to you is. I, I say that a lot, by the way. I didn't notice that in the last three podcasts. I offer a lot of things. I really don't give you anything, but I offer a lot. The um, it, it, what caught me was. When they build it as Eve Legion, then they then they also mentioned Eve Online and Eve Valkyrie. That means so at a minimum, CCP had to give official. Uh, they didn't mention permission. Valkyrie in it. No, they didn't, but they still put it in the credits. Which no, it's not in the credits. Oh it's yeah, it is. Eve, Eve. It said Eve, uh, Eve Legion and Eve, Eve Online and Eve Valkyrie. It didn't. I I, I swear it didn't say Valkyrie. Mm, okay. I was in the theater. Check. And I was, and I saw the forum post, and neither of them said Valkyrie. I'll, I'll have to go back and look at sure. the screenshot. But anyway, it, it's it did mention Eve Eve Legion at least. We'll table the other ones, although there's a lot of Eve words. It, in there. Valkyrie's not in this uh, this okay. one linked at Lionsgate publicity. 
which I think was the one that I used as a reference at least. So, yeah, okay. okay. All right. I probably read it wrong then. But so that, so somebody did actually have to give them official permission to use it. And the other thing is um, you, that's because it's actually not a game and it's more like it's a project, obviously, right? That means somebody had to A, ask, and then B, they had to give it and then give the, you know, the footage and the permission uh, to use it. Uh, my whole point about this was basically with about a minute worth of typing, they could have put a post up that said, hey, see, Legion's still a thing. It's coming to an action movie near you and said, or something goofy like that. And then literally just reference John Wick. And then that's it. That's all I had to do. That's all I had to say. But he, but that 10 seconds of shaky imagery, there's a couple things we're going to go into on that one. But the bottom line is that's 10 seconds more than anybody that is, uh, you know, actually invested in the game. And according to when you publicly ask, when CCP even publicly acknowledges us that we are, you know, part of their gaming community and their customer base, like that's 10 seconds more than any of us have seen, which Again, I think to me goes back to show that I I honestly believe there are large chunks of CCP that really wish that we would all go away and they could just totally hit the reset button on this. They just totally ignore who we are. Ten seconds more than they showed at Eve Vegas. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly correct. Well, I'm for one thing, bear in mind that it, given that it is a, a movie and I don't I don't I didn't really track where it was produced, but or when it was produced. But it's very likely that whenever this this agreement was made, um, that it was probably like six six months or longer ago, um, you know, and they they may have some had some idea that they things would be in a different situation than they are now, or who knows what. Um, and then the other the other highlight point that I wanted to make is I cannot fathom this being a paid promotion. I, I mean, obviously CCP agreed to it since they had to provide that footage since it was not um, released anywhere else and, and it's it's copyrighted and everything. Um, but it, I don't think that they paid for it. Um, you never know what marketing thinks, I suppose. Um, it, you know, Cross is a wonderful link for people about marketing. Um, but uh, the uh, the thing is, is that it it was like three clips of three seconds a piece. Basically, if you weren't looking for it, you wouldn't have known what it was. Even if you're a dust player, I would have missed it had I not gone to the theater saying, there's supposed to be a, a Legion cameo in this movie. Um, I would have missed it. And there was no branding, no logo, you know, except for the, the copyright credit at the, you know, at the bottom of the, the movie credits that nobody actually stays in the theater to watch except for me. Cause um, my friends and I read the credits. Don't ask why I, I don't know. Um, but yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. I mean, I'm officially God. Well, the thing we really <laughs> want to talk about, not the actual film or the credits. I think we actually talk about where it actually features. It's like a, what a, uh, a one minute scene, um, depicting basically, um, Keanu Reeves, uh, sitting in the red line and, uh, shooting a beleaguered, uh, assault merc who's uh, getting himself wrecked on the actual video game and, uh, the guy shouting over his shoulder, would you mind stop playing that game? Um, obviously a bit more vocal than that, as in, please stop playing that fucking game. <clears throat> you might have to put some bleeps in there. And, uh, yeah, he gets snapped from the red line. You know, inside joke to all us, uh, guys, um, I think, uh, <laughs> they're trying to tell us something. <laughs> Not just anyone yelling at him, Theon Greyjoy. <laughs> true, yeah, true. No, I, I'm seriously, like, when I when I saw that when I saw that clip, the first thing I thought of was that okay, so this is brilliant. Whoever 
whatever writer just put that in was obviously somebody that is a really bitter dust player. I, I, I think that's also <laughs> another case in point that CCP didn't pay for this this uh, product placement because um, it wasn't exactly delightful product placement. Oh, well, uh, you know, it was pretty exciting. I thought it was good. We're kind of projecting in this case, right? Like, Absolutely. There's, there's no way. But, I mean, it, it, certainly, it was certainly content that we haven't seen in the past. I, I saw from, in those clips, you know, the... Did the compass look exactly similar to what we saw at FanFest last year? Or was it slightly changed? I don't know. But uh, interesting that they have any content at all. Of course, uh, I've been telling anyone who would ask before this point that I was pretty sure the whole thing was canceled. So uh, a little bit of a shocker to me. Well, that, that also beg that there's two things going on with that. You know, Try is, is correct that that was probably filmed you know, several months ago. So let's, let's call it at least six months ago. Um, that could, that could, you know, lead you to some of the different stuff, you know, on the, you know, the those brief clips that you saw, that was like slightly different than what you saw at FanFest. Um, but the other thing that strikes me is that if it was actually a, uh, a canceled, a canceled thing that was never a game, uh, or at least that, that there was, they were still, they still had no intention of ever putting out or admitting that had become a game. Uh, they probably would not have given legal permission to use it, I don't think. Uh, unless the permission was given many months ago and the situation's changed, in which which case Lether might still be right, that, you know, may, maybe it's not a thing. I don't know. I can cross my fingers, question mark. <laughs> it's not exactly a great thing to envisage the, the game being done, but, uh, you know, of course, they, they haven't been soliciting any feedback from the community on Legion for uh, a long time, so... That that's also very depressing. I'm I'm starting to worry that even if they produce the game, it won't be the game that anybody in the Dust community would want. No, I don't necessarily think it's the case. Um, sorry, I'm going to cut you off there. Um, this is actually very interesting. I agree with uh, Soraya and Jason saying it was filmed about six months ago. Yeah, fair enough. Which means six months ago it was a playable game in a playable pre-alpha sort of state. Um, very well, we interesting to see six months later what it would be like. And as you guys said before, it's 10 seconds more than what we've ever seen anywhere from any of the devs. Yeah, well, we saw, we, saw, we saw more than 10 seconds at FanFest. Um, well, yeah, but I, that's I, since, yeah, we got and that. I, I would argue that there's nothing that we saw um, in this movie that, that indicates necessarily that it's in a quote-unquote playable state other than the fact that they can pre-record someone shooting an assault rifle um at other people which isn't isn't a, a particularly stellar mark <laughs> yeah it wasn't a real rifle i guess well, well it wasn't one th- only well, real rifles at fan fest i'm trying to remember it was only real rifles at fan fest so at least as it, it was you know a different different cut of cut of something and i think at fan fest they actually was that was actually reportedly a live play it was fairly shaky getting it off but that, i think that was actually a live Alive. Yeah, the, the rumor I heard, I think I say rumor, I think Satara said this to me, that they had run that on like a really beefy computer. I, I'm not trying to be a killjoy. Like I would love it to be in a, a playable state and for CCP to start soliciting good feedback so that we can see a see a game with actual key core issues that Dust is still labors under fixed, but uh, that's the story, you know. It was still kind of uh, a miracle run playthrough at FanFest, by my understanding. I think I'll, I'll tinfoil hat here a bit, which I don't like to do, but I'll make an exception this time. Um, 
I find it interesting that supposedly they started working on the Legion project about a year ago, give or take a couple months, right? It was like in December of, of uh, 13, right? So they've had the majority of the Dust team working on Legion for almost a year now. And supposedly it's, you know, these people are being paid. It's on their, their paychecks paid every month. And yet it's still not an official project. I find that a little strange, to, a little hard to believe. I mean, the fact that, you know, we've we've been going this long, and I think after two fan fests of fucking it up basically twice, the first, you know, being two years ago when they gave too much information and that blew up because nothing ever happened, and then obviously the mess we had last year, rather this year, um, where, you know, they, they gave no information at all and then kind of popped that on at the last second. I think CCP in general is freaked out they are afraid to say anything at all, and it's almost safer for them to hide behind a curtain of, oh, well, it's not actually a thing. We've just been working on it and paying our devs for a year to not, you know, to work on something that's, that's not a thing. I'm sorry, after a year, if you're still poking at it, it's a thing. You know, so I well, I don't believe it's been canceled. I think they're um, just being World very cautious. World of Darkness was paid for for eight years. Well, that's, that's a fair point, but, you know, my, my, my point being is that they are so adamant and saying like they go out of their way to, to cut you off and go, oh well it's, it's not a thing yet it's like they've been told to push that notion a lot harder than you know anything else i mean i know there's reassuring people and re- reminding them but it, they're so violent in reminding people that oh it's it's not a thing that it makes me almost believe the you know the opposite but you know I, I, we have no information this this john wick thing is interesting but i mean it's I, i've become a lot more suspicious recently especially with the most recent uh, development here with that movie well, I think that just for me, it just strikes me is that uh, it it could have been like an easy, easy, easy PR victory with like the player base. Like it, it literally could like just a brief like, hey, literally, it's you know Project Legion still out there. It's even made its way into into you know mainstream movie. They could, that's all they had to say, and then people would have taken, taken that as a, a hugely positive thing. But the fact that they'll go into re, like radio silence mode over it, um, because I, you know, again, either one, either there's only a few options. They either kind of really don't care what any of us think, which is probably the most likely, or B, you know, it was it hell for all I know is it might have taken the guys in Shanghai mildly by surprise, at least some of the ones, but you'd think they would definitely know about it. It could have been all managed from Iceland cutting them game uh you know, game footage over, who knows? But it there was nothing gained from not saying anything about it. Um other than people now further distrust the communications and motives coming out of CCP. And it's, and it's one of those things that this could have easily been a big positive or at least, you know, a net neutral. And all it really does is just make people more skeptical about CCP. And, and the crazy thing is at the end of the day, it's a few seconds of, you know, of screen footage that this is how information starved the community is, is it's a few seconds of screen foot screen footage in an action movie that has nothing to do with, you know, Eve dust or, you know, sci-fi or whatever. And that's the, rea- this is the reaction that you get from people. Do you guys remember like three years ago, maybe if I'm getting the, the timing right, when dust hadn't even gone into closed beta, it kind of reminds me of that time frame because CCP were, were totally radio silent about dust. They were running an alpha, you know, maybe Nova Knife was in it. 
out of the people that you know you happen to know it was very close mostly friends and family and i know from my perspective we were kind of hanging on anything coming out of them uh, fanfest went by maybe they released some information and and nothing until it seems like there was really no news until they opened up the the closed beta a little bit more to people who had keys from the previous fan fest, but that was in June of, of what, 2012 that they started doing that. So, or, or am I, or was it 2011? I'm so fucked. No, no, I think it's 12. I think you're on the money there as well. Okay. Excellent. I've been playing this game too long. <laughs> so, yeah. It, as I said earlier, it, it's very strange one piece of information to integrate is that they've had a lot of community success with hot fixes to Dust 514 with Rat. An unqualified success. We've gotten more done in terms of balancing and Dust within the last five months than we got in, in one and a half years, right? All through a process that heavily involved the community. And those results from the community were definitely integrated. So, CCP ought to know. Now you you can you can say left hand doesn't know what the right hand is doing, but CCP ought to know that community input is a very crucial part to to design their games. Eve is like that too, of course. You know they have a huge community feedback loop that they use to update the game. They're not saying anything about Legion if it exists, which we're assuming. What the hell are they doing that they're too afraid to talk to us? The last thing they said, the last thing from Legion that was a discussion was CCPZ's feedback thread. And it went not stellar. You know, I, I don't know if you guys had a discussion here on Biomast about it when it went by. Z's reaction when he received feedback was, was very shut down oriented. He, he was very prickly. And I, you know, He's a guy, and I hope he wasn't too offended by, by some of the more rambunctious responses in that thread. Of course, it got kind of heated, but nothing ever came out of after that. It's it's just very depressing from for my view. And of course, Rouge hasn't said anything on Twitter or, or anything on the forums or anything publicly except that one blog that was released about 1.9 in which he said... If, if Legion were going to be a thing, all of your stuff will transfer as if it's like some sort of olive branch. It's like the only thing they have for us. So, Well, I feel like they're really kind of playing a dangerous PR game where they want people to keep hoping for Legion to be a thing because I think Legion is a lot of what keeps people interested in Dust and it keeps them investing money in Dust because, oh, well, eventually we'll get Legion. But at the same time, they don't want to give so much away as to confirm its existence because, you know, for whatever reason they may have, like you said, we don't know. But it's it's kind of this balancing act like, well, it's a thing, but it's not a thing. But you should, you know, hope for it, but don't expect anything. And it, it's it's a very dangerous line they're walking. And, you know, I, I, if they don't be careful or just open up, it's going to blow up in their face. The one yeah. other uh, tinfoil thing that I've suggested is that they won't say that it's canceled. And they want to lead people on because their investors would freak out after World of Darkness crashing and then rolling up another project that that would look real bad. But that's tinfoil at its finest. So It's not really tinfoil. The investors have um, cottoned on that they've lost 11 million this year and they've uh, adopted some uh, shoring techniques, hence the uh, job cuts and uh, 
so on and so forth. And I still maintain if Saberwing was here, none of this would have happened. <laughs> but uh, yeah, speaking about... Um, you said reset. Isn't there another JDEC post that's uh, popped out today with regards to Merc skill resets? And speaking of the devil, we have a guest appearance here in the bar in the uh, Biomass channel, Mr. JDEC Benheim. Would you mind introducing yourself? Oh God, this is where his mic doesn't work. This is this is incredibly awkward, but we're going to work right through this. Pokey, quick, pretend you're JDEC. Speak. So yeah, I just I'm I'm a whistleblower and I'm I'm basically you know just doing the whole CIA thing and, and just blowing apart CCP's conspiracy to keep things from us and and like I'm I'm out sorry. Now but I what I hear is that one of Jadek Menaheim's alts is named Edward Snowden. Yeah, that's the that was the name I was looking for. Thank you. I'll have you know, Jadek has got the most glorious, glorious, luscious beautifulest beard ever to be known or worn upon a face of man. This Who's this Jadik you're talking about? I don't know. I hear, he, I hear he's this guy from the south of Austria, but I, I don't know. I mean, he's, he looks too puny in his Twitter pictures. I was I was thinking when I look at it, I had to make, make like I had to do some push-ups just when I see the picture of his face. You know, that, that, that puny man, Jadik Manaheim. I'm afraid he's not going to be joining you tonight on the podcast. He's currently in federal custody for legally filming this footage. That, that you know, that, that the MPA is not happy. Oh, no, so this is not the CCP. CCP. This, 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 this is not the No, no, this is not the Jadig. No, no, what I have now is a medical condition. I go like, oh, 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 you yeah. Yeah, yeah. This uh, is already no. going well. That's all I'm going to say. No, no. Okay, this is this is the real Jadik Menaheim. I'm standing up, or actually sitting down. Yeah. But you're like 5'3", so it's the same difference. Yeah, yeah. Hello. 5'3", you midget. I'm only 6'4". God. Do you have like a really nice mic? That just sounds beautiful. I, I think, I, yeah, it's a, it's a sure. Bad. He, he lives it. in the land of all electronics. You know that, right? Yeah. <laughs> I did a little audio recording in college. Yeah, well, Jadek, if you don't mind, if you could introduce yourself to folks, please. Oh, of course, yeah. Um, I'm Jadek Menaheim, um, resident lightweight form troll. I, man of many alts. Uh, I guess you might know me as not Jadek Menaheim, Jin before Locke, the list goes on. But, hey, I've been here since 2012 with the Dust community. For that, uh, um, I think I came from playing a bunch of Mass Effect, and then the Rooster Teeth community before that. So it's a little bit of my background. Hang on, wait. So you're definitely Jadek Menaham. Then who's this not Jadek Menaham guy? Is he an imposter? Um, no, 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 no. That's that's an alt I made before I was banned. So I wasn't I wasn't engaged in ban evasion. Wait, hang so on. So you're not Jake Mac. You're, you are not Jake Mac. Jadek Menaham. Wait, what? Yes, yes, Alcohol's yes. Alcohol's confusing yes. me. No. No, <laughs> man. Sober up. My name. Sober up. <laughs> I am Jadik. ever anticipated the, the true seed of confusion you would plant when <laughs> creating that alt. Forget Banavation. Yeah, yeah. I had a lot of fun with that. The community needs to know. So I, <laughs> The right, truth so, is out. So I've got to ask you, brother. Like, when, yeah. uh, What was your first reaction when uh, with the entire Legion Gate scandal over uh, the John Wick flick? <laughs> Oh, that was hard. I mean, it's just a, a confusing situation. They, uh, I mean, like like I was listening in earlier, it, it makes sense that uh, uh, it was a 
maybe something done six months ago. But the the irony of all the influences in the film are just wonderful. Like the red line sniping. Am I still coming in? Absolutely. Oh, okay. Yeah, that yeah, was uh, a. <laughs> it was rich. It's uh, it's almost like when the guy gets hit in the head. The only way to leave dust or legion, or like quit it, really, is in death. It's just the irony is brilliant. I, I I absolutely hold that whoever wrote that in was a jaded dust player. Yeah, <laughs> I, I absolutely like like I am firmly. There's too many things going on in that scene that only a very small niche community would be like, oh yeah, he's shooting us a wink right there. Yeah, yeah, it just it fills in wonderfully. An Xbox controller, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it looks like an Xbox controller, but it, it, I mean, you can connect one to a PC. You can even connect an Xbox to a Wii, I think. And right. someone was, yeah. Being that, you know, perhaps it's on PC. Perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. yeah it's, see that, now, that would be hilarious if they would have actually showed it with an Xbox standing next to it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. The rage. Yeah. <laughs> Sony would probably have an aneurysm. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. You motherfucker, you paid money. (laughs) (laughs) I feel entitled. Give me my content now. Oh, goodness. Well, well, in in all fairness, though, I I did think it was uh, it was pretty humorous because when I first when I first heard about it, I was like, oh, well, there was just like a I thought there's just like a random picture of, of, you know, Legion on a screen, you know, in the background getting played, mm-hmm. but it was just the way they weaved it into the into the entire scene where the dude gets like failed, <laughs> right? And the, the jump cuts going back between Keanu taking out people and then the guy melting Keldari face. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it was tied different. in there, but it was it was short. Well, the only thing that we were missing was uh, Keanu Reeves taking out like a pair of really big long knives that said the word Nova on the side. Yeah, but I mean. At the like toward the end of the movie, you can see he's got some mad murder taxi skills for sure. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Needs to I've, get himself I've, a forge gun. Play with the real boys. <laughs> I knew I knew that was coming. <laughs> I just kind of wonder who starts making a movie and says, "What I really need is the aesthetic of Dust Five One Four. That's that's literally like saying I need more cowbell. <laughs> that's. That's literally like Christopher Walken coming in, going, "You know what this movie's missing is some is more it? Dust Five One Four. Wow, the Walken—he's just coming in and he's just dipping in and out, and he's like, "Give me the dust." <laughs> I know sweet, you got sweet it. dust. I know you got the dust. <laughs> oh my god, this is hilarious. There's oh, a scene you? of a guy like smoking. Can that? There he yeah. goes. He's taking some trip. This would only work, though, at some point, he literally, like, starts talking to a five-year-old about, like, keeping a watch up his ass for 20 years, though. (laughs) (laughs) It's your father's birthright. I wasn't going to let anybody get their hands on it. (laughs) That was was probably one of the best scenes out of that entire movie. Yeah. Christopher Walken. He probably did that in one take with no script. Probably, yeah. (laughs) You just can't beat the Walken. Yeah, absolutely. So we do have one more piece of Legion leaks, or <laughs> Wiki Legion, as we like to call it here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we we did have some have uh, some images surfaced from the Sissy server of what yeah. looks to be a paid reset respect <laughs> service. Yep. For Mercs. Now, 
you, I don't think it's for Legion because Legion's probably not populated on Sissy yet, so it's probably got to be for Dust. So at this point, everybody, quickly, turn and stare at Soraya really hard. Soraya, what do you think? Stare. Remember, Soraya, if you don't say anything, I won't banish you to Sauron's eye. <laughs> All right, Soraya, you <laughs> fucking worm tongue you. Soraya, this is kind of awkward. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, Soraya, I... There's only one answer, and it, it means a lot to our relationship, what you say here. <laughs> well right, played, I, I already, well I already played. answered. I said no comment. <laughs> um, okay, I'll remember that. There's so much we could read into this. It specifically think, says mercenaries in there. I think literally what he just told Lether was, it's not you, it's me. Yep. <laughs> Here's to looking at you, kid. Okay, so, well, in, in order to, to further pick the scab... Um, <laughs> Let's let's just say, just totally off the wild chance that somebody's thought of the idea of a respec service for dust. It, what are the what, what do you guys think? Is that a good thing or a bad thing, or is it just a thing? I think, I it's, think a, it's a good thing if you're yeah. a CCP's pocketbook. <laughs> I'm down with that. I mean, people are paying you know ten bucks for Liberace assault. <laughs> They're fabulous. Really? Gotta love the fabulous suits. Now we got no, no. fabulous scout suits, too. <laughs> no, no. Well, well, here's the thing. I, know, I noticed this in the war bars today when I was playing with the guys. The um, So the assault suits, particularly the Galente one, is really shiny and looks like a freaking disco ball. But the scout suits are this like real like like purpley vampire emo color. It was really weird. I, I just I, I don't know if that was on purpose. or if it just, uh, I had They really were made at different graphics. times, I think. Oh, the, okay. the old Quaif suit was something that they've passed out and is an event thing, the scout one, for a long time. So The old Quaif suit was an assault GK0. CK0. CK0. You had the Galente scout the one and that the Caldari assault. The, the one that they passed out, the Quaif suit, that they passed out at like past FanFest and stuff, that was totally a scout suit. It's okay, a proto scout. I, I never I had promise. that. Okay. Yeah, yeah they, they passed it out with the collector's edition of EVE. Of all things, oh, okay. which was fucking stupid, because there was, they passed that out. They passed a few of the Templar codes out, which people have subsequently sold um, or else used. And they they also passed out as a fan fest early. If you bought the twenty dollar HD ticket to fan fest the year that uh, that John gave the presentations, they gave you some Quave suits. They gave Wait. you code for that. Oh, I guess I got to redeem something. I I think that was the year. I mean, if if you actually bought that, but in any case, I and I have a few, and I can't. I didn't do either of those things, so it feels like they gave them out during the beta. That event. Oh fuck! It, it, they had an event during the beta where you could go in, and there were some CCP members in these scout suits, these pink scout suits, and you could fight these battles. They popped up that CCP manually put in, and if you played in them, they gave you some quave suits. So. They were made a long time ago, the Scout ones were. The Assault one is relatively recent. Boom. Knowledge bomb. I have no idea what you guys just said there, because I don't do Assault, I do Heavy. None of that uh, skinny ass shit for me. So, Bam, the question is, who's the gimp in that relationship? I have a gimp tethered to me all the time. <laughs> we know, my gimp. we know, we know. We don't have a name, though. Booker DeLooker. There we go. My co-host. <laughs> leaks. Leaks. Leaks everywhere. They're growing.
See, that's what we got to do. We got to get you and Booker to hot drop the podcast one night, bro. <laughs> That'd be glorious. You, you don't want that. I, I, I get drunk. He gets drunk. The humor goes out the door. You, no, don't, it, you don't want that. It, it would be awesome. It would be like, I, I don't know, like the cast of Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels uh, tagging with Charlotte Copley and a bunch of like random pasty guys from like the United States. And then you have your token South Korean. Yeah. Look over really cool. Who's South Korean? No. Yeah. No, I, I studied abroad there. I mean, I think like, that's where I started talking with Jason. I mean, he'd been there, so we'd been able to kind of he like we'd reminisce on kind of some of the places he'd been to as well. Yeah, I tried to turn him on to a couple of pretty good pubs. Hopefully yeah, I'll see you there. It's good man, mouth. good man. <laughs> Always direct your fellow man to the nearest alcohol dispensing <laughs> utility room of awesomeness, and don't forget the bacon. Nope, nope. Beer and bacon save the world. Yep. Fair enough. So. As I slide my way back on point, the uh, <laughs> the, the, the possible the respects that Sarai won't call it set a proper one at one point nine. Okay, guys, okay, guys, guys are guys are down right now. I have no idea what he said, but I'm sure it was important. Jadex got to turn his bike off. Oh, okay. Oh. He's got to use push to talk. Okay, there we go. Oh, now we're, we have victory. Um, so. I guess broadly, what, what I was, uh, what I'm assuming is that this will likely be something that lands in 1.9, uh, because nobody will admit that there's a 1.10, nor there probably is plans for one yet. So there's no other reason that it would be on Sissy other than it being announced in 1.9, as well. Stare, that's right. Um, I announce that- nothing. I I can't announce things. Silence, worm tongue. Silence. <laughs> So, well, in in all fairness, so I, I think this is one this is one of these things that I think will actually be, um, like I said, if if it's if it's new stuff or it gives people a different way to play or do some cool stuff, I'm I think it's good. I think it's a good thing. Um, if this were, I think, the long term answer for the game, I would like like if this were in like Legion or if Dust was like continuing on or whatever, like in the long term sense, I, I would. I would not advocate for respects at all. Uh, I'm generally not a big advocate of it. Uh, and I also think that there's probably more creative ways to do it uh, than what I've usually heard on the forum. Uh, that being said, I will be very keenly interested to see how much CCP charges you for said respect service. Um, it, the, the one thing that, one or one of the things that I truly um think is distasteful that CCP does. And I think they do a lot of good stuff. And I think that again, with the best of intentions, try to do stuff is the way that they soak money from people, particularly how they did it right around fan fest, I thought was really in bad form. And I'm just kind of curious to see what, what a respect service, what they think that's monetarily worth. Uh, I'm, I'm curious. I think they'll find high demand for it. I don't care as much as I used to now that, like you said, if Dust were continuing on in the long term, and if if PC, for instance, were still competitive or relevant, the, those were the, my chief concerns. You know, hopefully when they do move on to Legion, if, if uh, they will have some form of tier aside in the, in the actual equipment, and we won't, even if they do produce respects, I don't like it, but they could make a lot of money on it, so they they're probably going to do it, right? Especially if there's evidence. It, it shouldn't be nearly as bad as 
as it would have been and was in Dust. You know, there were some horrible meta waves when certain respects were given. And especially the one when Uprising first came out, I didn't understand. The the other ones that have gone through for particular skills at at times when a lot of other suits came out, those made more sense to me. But the one around Uprising, everyone had had a very long time <laughs> before Uprising, knowing what was coming and being stuck with only a very small selection of stuff. You should have been able to aggregate your skill points before that one. All the others made sense. I, I think the relative measure of a respec is... It, uh, there's like a bell curve of when it's useful to you. I think if you are 15 million skill, somewhere around the 15 million skill point thing, just in top of my mind, that that somewhere between five and 15 million, a respec can be extremely useful to you. I think when you get above that, it's a lot less useful. Yeah, I mean the Eve part of me is grumbling, saying no respecs. You know, that's that's no. But I mean, at, at this point for Dust, I'm just kind of striking my shoulders and going, yeah, you know, why not? You know, it, it, it's kind of what people would want. I think it would kind of help them feel more comfortable, especially with some of the more drastic changes to to bonuses and whatnot. So I mean, for for Dust in its current state, I'm just kind of like, yeah, sure, fine, go for it. But you know, overall, I, I still don't like the idea in general. But that's just the, the bitter Eve player in me in saying that. It's not the bitch playing me saying this. It's just that I've been through what's it three, three, two, three respects now, and I've only ever skilled into heavies and heavy guns. Don't respect my gear again, please. Last time you respect my gear, I lost it on eighty million SP. Eighty million? Eight million SP. Eight million because you guys couldn't get your numbers right. Don't respect my gear, please. Please don't. Don't leave my heavy alone. It's done nothing <laughs> to you. What if it was optional? A button you can push or not push. Ooh, we have a special guest. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the sound of the sinusaural chain being opened and a hot drop following. Uh, folks, uh, we do have a special guest. Mike, would you mind doing a quick intro? I'm Mike Azariah, someone who has yet to ever play Dust because I don't own a PS of any sort. So what I'm doing here is I got invited and I'm a CSM9. I was a CSM8 member, so... I'm an Eevee type person as opposed to a Dusty. That's awesome, man. We really appreciate you coming. So um, get so just so everybody's tracking, we did have a pretty good discussion last week about sort of what's going on in Eve. Uh, because we do try to touch on a fair amount of the Eve stuff because a lot of us, a lot of the original players were actually brought over to Dust from Eve or were at least passingly familiar with what goes on in the new Eden IP. So uh, we did have a quick discussion, and I invited Mike on to kind of have a, a quick discussion with us, or at least kind of chat with us a little bit about a couple things. Uh, number one would be, what's going on in EVE? Like, what would a an interested player uh, or somebody that's interested in starting EVE, what would they like to know about the direction that EVE is taking right now? Uh, and that's that was a large part of why we wanted to ask Mike to come on. And the other thing is, interestingly enough, uh, Mike, this is your second term as a CSM, correct? Yep. And, he's and been about a... my fifth or sixth election, I have probably <laughs> lost more elections than anybody else. So don't treat me as a veteran winner. I'm more like a veteran loser who failed to lose repeatedly. Uh, don't worry, you're in good company here then. Yeah, absolutely, you're going to get along famously with people here. The uh, we we all just basically we don't really succeed. We just continue until everybody else quits. It works well, wonderfully. We're all losers because we play dust. I'm <laughs> <laughs> not going gonna... to. After FanFest, I'm not even going to touch that one with a 10-foot pole. 
No, but I, no, seriously, we do we do appreciate you hopping on. And I was wondering, since this is probably a good segue, since we've talked about all of our, our crazy fun tinfoil stuff already for the most part, um, would you would you mind very 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 briefly letting us know uh, a little bit about like what a new player to Eve could expect uh, with the changes they've announced at Eve, Eve Vegas, and maybe what, the direction that you think Eve is heading in over the next year. Okay, uh, there's big seed changes, and at first blush, you might think that they all involve the veterans because most of the changes are coming with uh, Phoebe and beyond. Rhea, especially, are going to be affecting the null set contingent, which for the most part means people who've been playing for a while. You occasionally get new bros who go straight to null, but for the most part, that's where some of the big boys play. Not all of them. You can still be a bitter vet flying in high sec forever. Um, real quick, just so everybody's tracking, um, just how like we name our our releases, uh, you know, Alpha Bra- Alpha Bravo Charlie, etc. Uh, on the youth side, yeah, on yeah on the on the youth side, they've gone to a named release. So Phoebe and Rhea are the Phoebe's the one coming up like in about a week or so, I think, Mike, and yep. then Rhea will be I probably in December. in December. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They uh, named them after uh, minor titans believe it or not, from the Greek mythology, and I have no idea what naming uh, project they're going to go with afterwards. The odd thing is, in-house, they use another naming system. So when we were at uh, CSM Summit, they'd be talking about, this is coming in, and they'd name this name, and we'd all look blank at them because it wasn't a name we were familiar with because they were using the in-house code as opposed to the actual release code names. It gets very confusing, so I have to keep track, and I have separate tables that draw lines between the names just so I know what I'm talking about when I'm talking to them. Uh, so what should I assume for the listeners, like that they know something about EVE, or should I explain yep. as I'm going along and hit terms like saying null is okay? I, I think what I think what you find is, uh, well, everybody in here plays EVE, I, th- I believe, or at least at one point did. Uh, and a pretty fair amount of the Dust players have probably at least tried or are still playing eve and they're probably about a year year old does that make sense yep okay just want to make sure because it's a teacher in me you know i try not to talk above or below i try to hit the audience level so to set, set the bar low mike just like know your <laughs> set the bar low that's what i'm doing uh so the big change that's happening the biggest one is the change in jump drive mechanics and the ability to project power uh, up until now, you could get in, if you had a chain or a super cap that could do jump, as long as you had Sinos lit, you literally could cross all of New Eden from one side of the galaxy to the other. I think somebody clocked it at uh, 20 minutes or 18 minutes by having the right ships in the right place, and they could move a Titan or a super carrier from one side to the other. This meant that the large organizations could project their power anywhere they wanted to. They could fight in Declan for breakfast and be home for lunch. So now that power projection issue, we actually saw, we actually talked about this uh, extensively here, like on, on our podcast. That's actually one of the things that was created, started to create a very toxic environment in dust was effectively the ability to move all the way across the map in the blink of an eye. Uh, the difference is that because we were limited by player cap for a match, you had really elite small organizations that were able to project themselves across the galaxy, across the star map and could control very large swaths of terrain. Yeah. And that's, that's wrong. Uh, We wanted to see 
or leastwise, I was hoping to see something more along the lines of like modern military, where yeah, you can send a drone out, but if you want to put an aircraft carrier into the Indian Ocean, it cannot be in the Pacific, you know, off the coast of Cuba the next day. You have to motor that sucker. You have to move all the logistics, and you have to move stuff to support a ship. So what they've done is added a mechanic that makes the large players think twice before they use jump mechanics. Now, this is not Stargates. The ability to go through a Stargate has no punishment, but it takes you a hell of a lot longer to go via each star system as opposed to doing these hop, skip, and a jumps. So what they've done is uh, threefold, actually. One, they've limited the jump range of most ships, most but not all, to five light years. So this means that you have to go to a map and look to see, can I get there from here or will it take? Will I have to hit an intermediate spot? Second thing they've had added is, and I'll probably screw up the terms because I keep reversing them, you have jump shock, which is a time before you can even think about jumping again, and then you have jump fatigue which is a building uh, lethargy. The way I think about it is if you're, if you ever worked out in a gym, you know, you can do so many reps and then your arms say, try this again and I'm going to drop the bench press on you. The second <laughs> time, you, if you take a 20 second break and try, you're not going to do the same number of reps because your arms already have a certain number of toxins in them. Until you wipe all those toxins out after a period of time, then you can go back to your original power. So this is the same thing that's happening in the jump drive mechanics. There's a take a break now, and then there's going to be a cumulative poison. So the next time the break will have to be longer and longer and longer, unless you wait long enough for all the toxins to wipe out of the system. Hey, Mike, a, a quick question. Just, uh, you know, I had to ask about that because, by the way, great analogy. Is there Were there plans to like put in a skill where like, you, know, you could go to the gym and get swole up and jump further, or maybe a drug that would... Uh, that you could uh, distill that would create, that would like lower your jump fatigue or anything like that? There's been a lot of requests for that. As yet, there is nothing announced. Okay. So right. you always got to remember that seeing as I'm on the CSM, I have to tread a very fine line. Some things, even if I know about it, I got to say nothing because until CCP announces something, I am not allowed to be the first to release anything. Yep. Just, oh, we have got, yeah, got that. experience with that one. Um, okay. Silence, Glimtongue. Silence. <laughs> or unless we, someone leaks it. Sri and we, I broke up earlier over this. We, we share a, a, <laughs> a binding limitation on our speech. So. Okay, uh, just just letting you know that I'm. if I sound or slow down or sound cautious, that's usually because I'm either getting to stuff that I don't know about or do know about but can't say anything. Okay, and okay. usually okay. you can toss a coin as to which it is. At this, at point, this point, we're all going to stare very hard at Soraya's name. Well, <laughs> can, I, can I ask Mike a question real fast? No, it's please, something that I, I have the opportunity to ask a CSM member. How do you feel about the the complexity of the mechanic. I, I was reading up on it. I don't play much EVE anymore, but I've played enough to understand. I read up on it. It, it was somewhat sad, but... You gotta remember, it, I'm a math teacher. Yeah, I mean, I'm a... Oh, we're all hosts. I, I got my... Uh, I'm getting my math degree, so... Same difference, yeah. right? So, but the how complexity it... is going to be there, and for some people, math is hard. The thing is, there is already somebody who has written a program, and you know there'll be an app out in nothing flat that will tell you, if you do this, this is what your fatigue is going to be, this is what your shock is going to be. And I actually, sometimes simplistic is not the best answer to something. And I've heard people um, 
I waded through both thread knots. The first one that made it up to about 410 pages, and you'll find me posting on page 404 saying, thread not found, please go someplace else. And I've been following the new thread, which I think's at page 95 or 99, discussing just jump mechanics. And so I see a lot of people proposing softer measures, a lot of people proposing different math, which isn't easier, they just like it, or a lot of the proposals, if you sit back and look at them carefully, are they have a loophole that let that specific person play the way they want to while crippling everybody else. The nice thing about this is it cripples damn near everybody. It puts everyone in the hobble, except for, and you do recall I said there were exceptions to the rule. The two exceptions are black ops and jump freighters. Right. I. It's an interesting viewpoint. I, I'm glad to have heard it from a CSM member because I assume that there was a lot of thought put into it. And you're right. Of course, there there's sometimes things that need to be complicated. But, you know, I'm a math guy. That doesn't mean I can't look at it and say that it is kind of complicated, even, oh, yeah. even if I, you can I, do it. Like. I will not argue with that. Um, and even within the CSM, there's no secret that, uh, you know, some of them proposed alternate mechanics. Some of them asked for different things. And some of them felt that they weren't uh, properly consulted at the appropriate time. I'm really looking forward to the end of this week. October 31st is what we have as our due date for our minutes coming out. And then you can see, as long as it's not been redacted, what was said and what was not said. So you'll be able to see whether we knew about stuff weeks in advance or whether we were given 24 hours notice. And oh, you, you get minutes. Both. You get minutes. That must be nice. <laughs> uh, the minutes are always a sore point because sometimes we've been exceedingly slow, usually not the CSM's fault, but um, it has to go through. We write down everything that was said. And there's a ton of stuff in there that will never see the light of day. So we write, we did ours by October 6th, handed it back to CCP, but they've all been traveling for things like eVegas. And there was a Paris meetup and a whole bunch of, they've been scattered all over Europe and North America. So they're finally coming back and they have to go through and redact, redact, redact. And they literally just take an ax to our minutes, try to leave the gist of what we were talking about. But they'll take the... Uh, fine line details and they may remove things there's at least one or two where it's pretty much labeled none of this is going to get through and we know we wrote the minutes knowing damn well that they will never ever see the light of day i'm gonna assume I, I think, but you guys session. get minutes <laughs> right so as the story goes there was a cpm summit after fan fest this past year and uh, CCP you guys never and, saw any yeah, of it. There, there was apparently CCP didn't have real great organization around it. So they produced uh, Logibro, CCP Logibro produced a kind of very quick minutes for it. And heaven bless him, he runs himself raw for this game. But uh, it, it was very short. And one of their major topics was uh, the lack of organization uh, at the summit. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, so, to put to put that also in perspective, Logibro helped us with the uh, minutes of the summer of 2013 and did a great job of it. And I was the one who actually wrote the Dust Eve crossover minutes for that one. And hey, they, can we see those? They axed the entire thing. It was one yeah, of those sessions that... And so I worked really hard. I spent hours on the freaking minutes. Like, we get a video of it. And then we get to play it back over and over and over, trying to get down all the words. And when it's stuff that I don't, like like I said, I don't have a PS. 
I don't play these games. So with me, it was getting a lot more detail trying to get all of the stuff that they were just tossing off the cuff and saying this, that, the other thing. And I'm going, rewind. Okay, suit. Rewind this. <laughs> rewind that. And I spent hours on the bloody thing. And then it was left on the cutting room floor. And it wasn't even mentioned in the final minutes that there was a dust meeting, even though it was announced that we were having the meeting beforehand. Yeah, we we all cried here. <laughs> it, you know... It, the dust community, I know the guys here, we, we mark stuff like that. You know, obviously everyone wants to, to hear the news. So I remember the summer of 2013, for instance. And yeah, when, when you have a big blanket redaction over the dust stuff, that's always uh, super depressing. It was, and it was depressing for me because I was directly connected to it, even though I wasn't playing. Well, one of the, uh, well, Real quick before we totally rat hole you out of this one, I I, I was <laughs> I was actually looking at uh, like Sugar Kyle, like if you ever go to her blog, like Low Sec Lifestyle, she did not quite minutes, but something pretty close for E Vegas for the roundtables, and in one of the I think the roundtable was Seagull, somebody asked if they're still trying to uh, create a you know like the shared universe with. Uh, Legion, Valkyrie, and Eve, and her and CCP Seagull's response was yes, we are, but we're we're moving much slower than we. Let me make sure I'm reading this right. Yes, but we're moving much more slowly than we were before, and we want all the games to do well on their own. And that was basically the only thing in E Vegas that was said about it. But yeah, like, there's a worry that they rushed in with these grand visions of um, Dust and Eve mattering to each other like intrinsic to what happens in one will strongly affect the other and anyone who's thinking the same thing about valkyrie needs to listen to what you just quoted especially when you're talking about the difference between a game that's played at twitch speed as a game as opposed to the game eve which is definitely not a twitch game unless you're lodging a big fleet fight other than that you know you don't play it as twitch it's a slow methodical game and so the and the same thing goes midway with uh, Dust slash Legion is these are two entire, it's the speed of the games, trying to synchronize chess to an individual hand-to-hand -hand combat of pawn versus pawn. It's a very it, good analogy. It shouldn't really be speed-based uh, like because it should be, and this is this is the you know one that I know contests or, or would get contested by plenty of people as well. Is it really should be a SOV component where it's it's actually a a long-standing item that affects you know a long-standing status that affects both games, but isn't I I don't think that it's as directly important that people see um you know combat that engage includes all you know two or three games at once, but that they take place in the same universe and they have effects on the same aspects of the game, and I'm hopeful at least perhaps that uh, the discussion point that some notion of occupancy solve may be underway um, could indicate a environment that would be more friendly to such a system where there could be components that aren't required for solve but would be helpful to solve. Uh, Zariah, I think part of that too was kind of like leading off the keynote that uh, CCP Helmar gave at the, uh, the FanFest, like going in with the whole Eve unity like basically blocking each of these games out as you play E Valkyrie for like a span of it's like like a five to ten minute experience. Dust is a 
40 to 60 minute experience and then eve is your five to six hour so i mean like <laughs> well you're waiting for eve your, your your character to come off of the uh uh, the jump fatigue, you just jump in and play a little dust or play a little Valkyrie while that's uh, winding down. I don't know if that's kind of the integrated experience they're going for. I'd love it if that happened. Like uh, The other way I see it, and you guys are totally welcome to shoot down my analogies. I live by analogies, but I never claim that any of them are good, is uh, the Avengers versus Spider-Man, where the big battle of Avengers 1 happened in New York City. Where the hell was Spider-Man? Well, they just couldn't write him in. They're all in the same universe, but they didn't cross over. Well, it's actually, there's a big licensing to do, but, you know. Not helpful. <laughs> yeah, but Silence, I, I'm, saying, Silence. I'm saying the same thing is happening here, that we have, we're all in the same universe, but we don't necessarily uh, cross paths as much. We just share a common history and a common map. Yeah, we, we actually had a pretty good discussion on this uh, in Skype this weekend with a lot of people in, in our biomass channel on Skype. And, and and what a lot of it comes down to is I, I think a lot of people, like they, they realize exactly what you're saying, Mike, is the games move in different sort of planes of time, different speeds. Uh, but if you look at what a link between any game could be in the, in the new Eden universe, it's really more about what happens before and after combat or what sets the conditions to go into combat. That's really where the link is. Uh, and I, and I, I mean, you could use the economy as one, you could use political structures. Um, you know, one of the, one of the grand dreams, a lot, a lot of the dusties used to have was like, how can I board like a a station? Oh God, that's one of my, I would love to see boarding going on. The other one that gets me is even if it doesn't cross over live, uh, wouldn't it be cool to set at least one Valkyrie um, scenario in BR5 or oh, awesome. Asakai, where the battle is happening all around? That was a; those were twenty-three hour battles to play a five-minute power shot in the middle of it, where they get the maps of these things somehow get a snapshot or put it together. Like hundreds so of ships on the screen at one time. Yeah, absolutely. you're playing in a historical battle. You know, going back to that moment and. What's the classic line from the Eve trailer? I was there. But it lets, you, it lets you be there and slowly learn the map of there's the Titan that's going to blow up any second. You can see all the fire focusing on it. Just have these little snapshots of famous battles where it's not necessarily affecting the now, but the what has happened in Eve affects the maps that happen in Valkyrie. The one that drove me crazy for Dust, and I honestly thought this before Dust came out and before I was ever connected with the CSM, was we had uh, planetary, uh, you know, the planetary mining that we can do. Yeah, right. PI, yeah. PI, yeah. I was hoping that your maps would be based off of our PI setup. So if you have an idiot who is nice and um, uh, concrete sequential, likes things um, exactly in the right order, then you'd have these very mechanical maps. Whereas if you had a map made by me, it would make no sense where the base was because he just kind of spider webbed out to wherever things happen. You and the could get a job in Shanghai dynamic. as a map designer. Please do. Now, I, I, a lot of us have talked about that actually, Mike, is that yeah, PI is one, of, is one of the ways that would be a relatively easy, an easy thing that you could affect. And, and again, it's not about you know, in combat interaction, it's more about what, what are the conditions that are occurring uh, that are, you know, setting the conditions for other, for future combats or it's the environment. And that, I think that's, that would be pretty cool. See, now these are things where you're not, the actions of the Dusties don't affect, or the actions of the Valkyries, whatever you want to call them, um, 
won't affect things happening in Eve, and the actions of the Eve are long gone, so they kind of change the maps of the other games, but they don't, you know, it's not like I'm going to be dropping pain from orbit on a, on a ground base, nor am I going to be able to target a fighter in Valkyrie from my battleship. See, but I think that they should affect, you should be able to screw with someone's PI structure, and that doesn't require Twitch gameplay integration, you know? I think that but that's back to the pirate idea. I think that'd be great to say, um, I want this planet, and there's seven people who've set up PI structures. I want them removed. And okay. somebody, a PI person can lay down some misc to say, I want a defense force. And if the defense force wishes to pick up the check and start defending it, fine. Yeah, yeah that, there are always classic easy. problems with that, right? And we get into the... The realm yeah, of the, the old speculation. Gaming. Uh, CCP always had a lore thing too. They always felt like they needed to insist that the isk amounts were like appropriate to ship sizes. I, I almost think that has held them back in their considerations because it's very hard to balance uh, balance an economy against like, well, we have to make everything that a dust player uses, uh, you know worth 100 times less and it's yeah. just like do you know what toby tax is uh no i don't okay i'm probably abusing the words or the term but it was something used in the early trade like when the british empire was still the british empire and ruling around the waves um to so local countries weren't overwhelmed by the rich they would have these huge tariffs that if you tried to bring the money in country it would lose a huge amount of its buying potential so if they set a conversion, I think the biggest mistake they made was calling the dust money ISK. I've said that too. I've, I, I think that it should be, there, there needs to be ways to transfer currency between them, but it, it's got to it's gotta be gated. And I think that they if they're not going to be, can, if you can't one-to-one transfer them, they should be a different currency name. Yeah, I, the I same name, like same name crossing over. And I agree that it's stupid to try to make, uh, compare the value of a battleship to a battle suit. It's, they're just, orders of magnitude different well and they tried to make a, a lore excuse i i was always concerned that the thing is labor ends up being the most crucial component of any of that anyway so when you you're trying to say that you know say a dust person's in isk's labor for a given amount of time on average is worth 10 times less it's like there's no negotiation with that because the, these are in the end, as weird as it sounds, these are actual people sitting down and applying labor to, to get gains and, and then exchanging money on that on that basis uh, within the game economy. So when you had these these concepts of big mismatches, it's like, of course it's not going to work. Of course you're not going to figure it out. Uh, I, I wanted to, to put you uh, on the spot and ask you the awkward question that I've been asking everyone um, else on the... By uh, the way, just for a note, the reason that I was asked to come on here, besides the fact I'm CSM, is I'm probably the most blindly optimist member of the CSM. So Excellent. I'm a lot harder to drag I, down I or get to be. I use those so. words exactly for the record. Pretty close to it, though. <laughs> well, uh, I just, uh, I've been asking everyone, I've asked Soraya, and of course, during the Dust community, uh, how, what, what is your general impression as an EVE player, as a CSM member, without wandering into NDA territory uh, about Legion after FanFest, you might know offhand that, you know, we haven't had any information about Legion for like five months, six months after about a month after FanFest. Yeah, it's so. kind of they announced it and then it went totally dark. Uh, personally, 
I'd like to hear something out of them just to hear that it's uh, progressing and it's going. Like they, apparently, it's going they to Hollywood. To, they have to be very, very careful, <laughs> and they put a lot of ifs it, if it runs and if it goes and that sort of thing. Which means that doesn't mean that they think it's not going to go. It's just until you get all the licensing and all the you know green lights lit, then you have to always put these conditionals on it. I love to play, I play first-person shooters on uh, PC. Like I said, just because I don't have uh, PS doesn't mean I don't do it. I just can't do those dual-axis controllers. I'm a keyboard and mouse puppy. So that supports the keyboard and mouse. I know it does, and so does a PS, but it just, there's no way I could convince the wife that this was a necessary purchase. It was so worth it, though. It was, it was so worth it. Uh, say, Mike, um, tell me, uh, tell me, dude, have you been to the cinemas lately? Yeah, which which I can strongly out. recommend going to watch a film that's just been released called um, John Wick. I think it if you has, go watch that film, this background and credit CCP in the credits, doesn't it? Uh, right. Right. Actually, not Dust Legion. It specifically credits Eve Legion. Yeah, we've oh, been wow. talking about it like uh, like crazy people because it's the the first ten seconds of anything Legion we've seen for five months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I specifically went to the theater and got illegal footage, so I'm I'm waiting for the FBI to knock on my door. It's coming, dude. It's coming. You 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 gotta be like. I'm looking. looking for, I'm actually gonna from. go see. I haven't seen John Wick yet, but it is it, on my it, list. It's it good. was good. It's a, it's a good film. It. I enjoyed it as a film for itself. Um, you know, the plot is thin, but if you, you you shouldn't be going to that movie for plot, and and I think that the the movie more than carries its weight. Okay, yeah, it, so. Any other questions that you want to put me on the spot with, or did I answer that one, or dodge it adeptly as I'm trained by my NDA foo? No, I mean it's that's about the best answer you can give. Uh, you know, uh, just to give you the insight, uh, if you can tell someone at CCP who might or might not have any input onto it, just like I asked the CBM to, we're, we're really information starved here in the community and very bewildered because, uh, you know, CCP have traditionally taken a pretty community-based feedback loop uh, with Eve, and, and we had hoped that they were turning toward that with Dust. It's something that they always wanted to do. Um, they've gone radio silent on Legion, and we're here speculating on 10 seconds of, of background footage <laughs> from John Wick. Yeah, we, we, we do mention it um, on occasion. Um, I, I like I still haven't heard anything from from CCP on this this cameo. I don't I, I like in terms so of sorry, who knows uh, what happened. <laughs> I have two questions for you because um, you're actually or who is it? Who is CPM? Is it you? I'm I'm CPM. Mike is CSM. Okay. Yeah, I know I am. Uh, CPM. <laughs> I know I am. But what are you? Hang on. Stop. 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 Did a CSM member just ask who the CPM member was? I just wow. want to be sure, yeah. We we, we, we chat, we were, but I we always have trouble. We were friends until a moment ago, though, though we have chatted. So You also got to remember that on Skype, I see his real name, not his uh, not his game name. Grandma Wormtongue? Okay. Grandma <laughs> Wormtongue, there we go. You have no power here. And for the record, if, if, for those of you that don't know... Mike Azariah looks like Gandalf, <laughs> like for real, like just Canadian with a leather jacket. <laughs> it's the mustache that throws everybody. And the fact that I take a hit from small flasks during meetings. Um, but aside from that, no, the reason I was asking is the CPM was elected as a dust council. And so I'm wondering that 
personally, I think they should be told more about Legion than anybody else. But the justification is they're not a Legion council, they're a dust council. I don't like that justification. I think they should be the ones that should be poking the bear the most. CCP very specifically added the the not in Legion thing to, to some of their announcement posts for the CPM elections. We've historically had problems, Mike, with uh, with this whole dynamic. CCP have been uh, w- one of our biggest complaints around the community has been their ability to communicate uh, about dust for the last well, few years. To so, my, welcome yeah, to my world. I know. Uh, so even it, being on the inside, there are times where uh, the new CSMs are kind of shocked when something goes behind their back. The veterans are going, "Yeah, they do that." Or yeah, yeah they are, they're not going to tell us everything. Sometimes it just tell us something. Here's here's the the sketchy part. I'm I'm willing to bet a a relative amount of fake pixel money in Eve that the CSM probably knows more or has had more information given to them about Legion than the CPM does. Yeah, I'm looking off in the corner of my roof trying to figure out what the, what I know about dust. And I'd say I'd probably take that bet because I don't know that much more than what's gone public. Like uh, Red Wedding or Rouge Wedding was pretty much the biggest information dump they ever did. Right. And so that's a quintessential example of, you know, why that community loop is such a talking point in the community. Like I said earlier, any help... As always, I would advocate for that. I'm not on well, the CPM. But. I've told I've told uh, Soraya, and we are chatting. By the way, uh, I don't know if he's told you, but most of the communications we do are via Skype. Of course. And so we, have, we there is a communal Skype uh, CSM and CPM channel that occasionally flares up and we start making fun of each other or discussing things. But to a certain extent, CCP is starting to separate things. So they tell us less and less and tell you the same amount, which is nothing. Maybe they told you 10 times this year what they told you last year, but 10 times nothing is still nothing. Yeah, that's good stuff. I mean, by the way, just for the record, anytime somebody uses the word communal, I have horrible images of airport bathrooms. But um... <laughs> Don't remind me about Korea. <laughs> so I actually, I, I did have, uh, th- there is one thing I would like to tee up for you, Mike, that if you could help us out with. So in last week, we had somebody that was on the show that was relatively um, like bitter and really drawn into themselves and, and like a lot of venom coming out about Eve that nothing new has happened or that there's nothing for the new players in the last several years. You're going to make me go uh, back and listen to last week's episode. Just no, to find I, out who the I, hell I, you were talking about. I, I won't, I won't in any way point any fingers, but we will all stare in Shryzel's general direction very hard. Um, <laughs> I, I was wondering if, if you, uh, if somebody were to have that attitude of like nothing, nothing good is going on in Eve, or nothing new, or nothing relevant is going on in Eve, what would you say are some of the like? If you haven't played the game in a couple of years and you're just now coming back, if you had to tick off like the top three things that you think are are significant changes, and just I guess broadly like you know, and I'm basing this purely off of CCP Seagull's comments at at Eve. What do you? What would you? How would you categorize what an exper- uh, a player experience might be over the next 18 months as say the, the big thing develops? The big things to do, and one of the things that a couple of us CSMs are pushing for even stronger, 
that has come up in the last two or three years, so if you're a few years out, is the public fleets and the ability to do things without having to join a corporation or bend a knee and kiss the ring of some leader who you will never meet or talk to. All serve, uh, all serve Space King. Yeah, there are Space Kings. I have heard some of the Space Kings say there are only six people who actually run things in EVE. And that scares me when they think there are only six people who matter in this game. And that's pretty much their attitude. I personally disagree, but then seeing as I don't, you know, the world is run by an evil cabal of which none of whom listen to me, damn it. Uh, so the thing I like is things like what happened today with uh, RVB ganked roams. There are about five or six independent uh, purple roam communities now where you don't have to be a member. You just show up at the appropriate time, get into a, f a wide variety of ships, depending on what the action is. Sometimes they'll have a theme. Sometimes they'll say, here's a list of ships. Just get in one of them and come fly with us. And while you're in fleet, you don't worry about the politics of the guy next to you. He might be a goon. He might be N3. You might have two of them, one goon and one N3 there. And you go out and you fly for the fun of it. And these public fleets are more important to the game than anybody will give them credit. I want more tools for that. The ability to uh, do what you guys call pickup groups, pugs. We hmm. are slowly getting to the point where you can form a pug and form the community that allows you to pick and choose. Somebody says, I'm going to FC who wants to come uh, raise hell in low sec. And off they go. And RVB ganked, the purple roams are getting in excess of 200 ships. Just you show up at the right time, you follow the, you don't have to be a member of RVB, you just have to show up, be in a ship that's semi in the right theme, and off you go and you get to have a great afternoon. And when you're done, you're, you don't owe any fees to them, you don't owe, there's no ship replacement, but then you didn't want that. You wanted to go out and blow somebody up or get, a few, get on a few kill mails. Or if things go the wrong way, you get whelped. And the biggest thing that I'm really looking forward to with Phoebe and Rhea is when the jump drive mechanics kick in, these big public fleets will be less often hot-dropped by bored Titan pilots. Hmm. I can see that. The, uh, and this is, if you've ever if you've ever dabbled anywhere, uh, the, the threat of, you know, a bunch of 60 million skill point players dropping on you with a bunch of battleships and marauders and stuff like that, you know, or blops and NT and just absolutely smashing your, you know, your T1 frigate. Um, you know, that, that everybody jokes about it, but that, that really does happen. And it's, I've, I've been hot dropped and it's depressing to a certain extent. It's kind of cool if you've never seen a huge fleet arrive out of the blue and just start stomping everything in sight. But, um, it's I also have a favorite on the experience. Downer side too. Go for it. My favorite experience was um, we were with a gents hot hot drop group and we were we were prepped and we couldn't find anybody and someone found a rat, a single ratter in Ob and we dropped like a 40, 40 ship fleet on him for no reason other than we could. <laughs> it was really mean. And but the but thing is, funny. you won't be able to do that after these next patches because if you do that, you're building up the fatigue, those poisons in your muscles. And so you can do it once, but then it's kind of like, I don't know, we might have a battle in the next couple of days. I don't want to be tired. And so you're going to have to be more cautious or you're going to have to go the slow way. You won't be hopping and projecting your power to anywhere you've got Sinowalts. Good question. Um, do you know of any uh, uh, like player-run events that are going to be coming up before Phoebe drops? Kind of as like a, like a last hurrah? 
There's show one power. that's been announced, and I know nothing about it. Just to let you know, other than I've seen that there's a Final Crusade uh, that's happening, and I'm fairly sure at least a couple of the big organizations are doing their last hurrah of hot drops. You know, bounce around the universe while you can. But the thing is, a lot of the big organizations that have the super caps and the caps have to decide where they want them prior to that. They have to park all their stuff in the appropriate garage because it's going to be hard as hell afterwards. If you left something down in Declan and you're up in YAO, then you're going to have to move it the hard way afterwards. So it's this is why you've seen uh, goons, for example, have announced that they are pulling back out of three different, uh, const not constellations, regions. So they're putting all their eggs back in a basket that they can control, but that means that there's a lot of open territory that won't be hot droppable unless they leave caches, which I'm pretty much assuming they're going to do. Leave a ship here, leave a ship there, but there are certain regions that don't have a uh, an NPC station you can safely park stuff at, and of course some things can't be parked anyways. Sounds like the premise to the Warriors. Come out to play. Yeah, Warriors, come out to play! Yay! Love that movie. Jedek Manham was actually a uh, stunt double for the Baseball Furies, by the way. You know it. <laughs> all the beard, man. It's all the beard. So, well, I, now, if you don't mind, Mike, could you talk a little bit about the direction that Eve's taking? Because, uh, th frankly, I thought that that was the most... Minor content um, patches. See, this is, this, is, this is why we have Mike on. Minor to balance changes. Fight. <laughs> Two men enter, one man leave. I would like to see a list of the number of changes that have been made on a six-month basis for anything up to and including Incarna, Apocrypha, any of the big ones that you care to name, and then line it up against what has been released in the last four six-week patches. And anybody who thinks that they're pulling back and doing less needs to take a serious look and say, how much would they have accomplished in six months as opposed to we haven't even reached the first six-month landmark? If you remember, previously the landmarks, the six-month releases were on the um, solstices. I don't know if you ever noticed that, but it was kind of pagan of CCP, but they usually tried to target the releases on the winter and summer solstice. That is something I, I did not ever notice, I, I will say. Um, but you have to bear in mind that what you've, what's accomplished in six months doesn't stand much to me because my standing point is that I don't think there's been a meaningful expansion since 2011. I will accept that, but I think to a certain, I'll accept I won't necessarily agree with it, but I'll accept Yeah, I, it. I don't expect you to agree with it. <laughs> yeah, the thing is that um, you can argue that and you can say that lots of times it's been a little balance here in addition of something else there. But the major rework of industry only matters if you do an industry. But this change to power projection that's coming up, you cannot tell me that that is a little patch or that it is. It doesn't have a new mission. Although if you want a new mission, you had the burners added in in the recent days. Uh, but what it does add is it changes the map. And already you can see the map is shifting. You hear about these large organizations who felt like they could sprawl all over the couch and all now playing musical chairs and trying to find the most comfy one to sit in before that music stops. And the music is running down now. Yep. Now, one of the things I would, and this is kind of what, what our what my take on this was last week, uh, Mike, and it's just kind of interesting to hear your thoughts on it. There, there's periodically or really episodically, you'd hear calls for, you know, like make an Eve 2.0, like literally sort of do a, a full skill 
uh, rebuild of the game and, you know, basically modernize, uh, modernize the code and all that kind of good stuff. Um, and Eve is obviously a long standing game. It's been around at, at least as long as any game that I know of that's remotely as popular as it is. And it's certainly one of the most complex that are still out there. And I think that's actually what breeds the longevity. People get invested in it, but there's basically two ways that you can re re-energize or modernize a game or, or frankly, a lot of different things. You can take an incremental approach and over, over time, if you have a good pathway and it's done in a synchronized fashion, your end state is what you would achieve with a complete rebuild. And it's usually a longer term, but very painful process. But that's what happens when you like can't turn off the system to, to rebuild it. Um, yeah. I asked everybody in a pod side podcast once, if they said, we're going to rebuild Eve, we're going to release Eve 2.0. You're all going to start over. How many would play again if they had to start from zero? Like how many no would longer... play again if, if you didn't get, get any news about Eve 2.0 for like five months? Yeah, Sorry, where, where, random. But thing. even if they announced that they said um, Eve one point whatever you want to call it, or Eve uh, Phoebe is the last release, and I'm not saying this is happening. I said what if uh, they said Eve release or as of Christmas we're not patching Eve anymore. We'll leave the servers running for a couple of years, but we're going to come out. We're going to go six months without anything, and then we're going to come out with Eve 2.0. But your characters don't go across. Your skills don't go across. Your isk and assets don't go across. Everybody starts clean. And I asked of the pod side, how many people would sign up and play the new Eve? And all the ones who were screaming, we want Eve 2.0, all of a sudden went silent when they realized they want Eve 2.0, but they still want to be top dog in the yard. Yep. And that's, and that was kind of my, that was kind of my point is like, what I took away from uh, and by the way, for the you know, this is my personal opinion. Like what I've seen out of CCP Siegel, in terms of how she she very clearly indicated like the phases or the steps, you know, the things that had to happen concurrently and the things that happened to happen sequentially that led to you know a, a true transformation in the game. Uh, that was the clearest. Yeah, I know you joke about the roadmap, the blank roadmap, Mike, but <laughs> the um, that was actually you know, at the macro level, one of the, that's what, that's what anybody wants about a game they're trying to be invested in is here I am, here's where you want to be. Here are the things that we're going to change. Now let me conceptually snap a chalk line on there, which she did, by the way, she actually drew a line on there. said, yeah, I think we're here, here and this, and this is how long we think it's going to take to get to the end state. That, so, that was a pretty powerful comment. I've talked so, to the coders as well as the devs um, when I go to Iceland. Uh, for those of you who don't know, just like uh, Zell, do you guys have a sh- shot at going to? We're, uh, we're supposed to go to Shanghai. Um, so for for our summit. Oh, you lucky bastard! My wife says I need to change games now. <laughs> well, she you asked know, me to find a game that where the publishers in Hawaii. You know, it's it's all business though, and <laughs> and you know, Shanghai. It, it, see, Hawaii would be nice, but Shanghai. I'm I'm worried I'm not going to be able to breathe. It's not as bad as you think. I've seen pictures. It looks pretty bad. Uh, I, I mean, it's worse up in Beijing, up in the north, but it's not as bad in Shanghai. Hong Kong's pretty nice. Yeah, I mean, um, right. highly recommend. T- take but, an inhaler and you know, but, so, HTFU. So my question, though, really quick, is, <laughs> I, on this on this masterful seagull plan, where is um, getting Avatar content, which is a basic expectation of every other space game that's coming out in the next couple of years? 
it's not on that uh, roadmap that she's drawn, is it? Oh, and that's why I think yeah. that that uh, Eve has a timer. Has ha, ha, is it's it it's not going to appeal to new players because the basic things that every other every new player expects in a game will not be there. Yeah, but I could have said yeah. that ten years ago because the same thing happened when Eve started. They didn't. Have, they the only time they've even hinted towards it was during Incarna. And that was almost an abortive attempt for a ton of reasons, not just because of Incarnate, but the communications at that time sucked uh, between CCP and the public. And they just open mouth, insert both feet, and then started wiggling their toes. It was amazing how badly they handled things. But beyond that, Eve has always been spaceships. And the Incarna was almost like they went, they listened to people like you. And I think to a certain extent, Eve is still going to stay, they want to stay true to the original concept of it being about spaceships. I would love them to make in the New Eden universe a game that has planetary exploration. I'd like to almost see an offshoot of Legion, where it's not just, I land, I shoot the bad guys, I take off again. You, you've seen the video of that takeoff of mining on planet, that sort of thing. I'd li- I'd honestly like to do that. I play Firefall, and I spend as much time shooting the wildlife as I do anybody else. But speaking so, of Incarna, uh, there's a there's an interesting thing that's going to be happening in March 31st of next year. Um, the whole walking in spaceships or walking in station is kind of going away when PlayStation Home goes offline. I know well, we got that. Players. Right, right, right. I mean, but that 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 whole vision, the whole sleigh board that was presented um, with the ambulance expansion, is going away as well. I mean, of course, that people have made apps for that, but that whole well, idea is well, going I mean, offline. The, the the phone app for Slay is from the actual original author of Slay, who's been making the game for like fifteen years. Ever. Um. So okay. You know this the the version in PS Home is 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 I'm I'm sure. I would assume it's it's properly permissioned, but it's it's essentially a knockoff. Um, and the mobile apps are better um, than trying to play a, a board game with a PS3 controller, which is insane. Um, yeah. To be now, now, to add to what I said before, and I want to make it clear, I'm a RP geek and a tourist of a gamer for the most part. I don't mean between games, but in games. I go wandering for the hell of it. And so... Uh, I would love to see walking in stations. I would love to see. I just don't see it on the roadmap right now because they want, and to a certain extent, it's probably the best bet is to make a solid game that's going to stand up rather than is stagnating. If you have a game that's going stagnant and you're busy uh, putting new tassels on the fringe rather than fixing the car itself, you've got issues. And that was the biggest problem. But the problem is, is I I see see Incarnate as the car. And I think they're. I don't see. I don't see Eve as a spaceship game, and I never saw it as a spaceship game. And I think if it was viewed as a spaceship game, it would be viewed as as a poor one. I think that it's it's winning point where Eve has always been. It's it's very strongest is it's a people game. It oh is a hell pol- yeah! It is a politics game, and to say we're only going to work on fixing spaceship mechanics because it's a spaceship game is underserving eve and it's underserving the eve community and it's but providing a poor introduction spaceships to are the tools we are using to communicate to, sure, with each but other those, you tools, know. those tools do work and i do i do not think that there that more more touches on them is as important as as keeping the game updated for 2014 2015 etc still waiting I, on sword art online <laughs> so you uh, you so mentioned 
you mentioned exploring planets and things. Of course, that was part of what part of the vision that they tried to paint for Legion. Yeah, I saw but that, and I was uh, squeeing I, with little delight in the back end, taking pulls from my flask. Yeah, I, I would. <laughs> the pulls from your flask would probably be the uh, the important bit because uh, I don't really think CCP can pull it off. I've, I've told people this. Destiny, of course, recently came out, and. Uh, their game was based around that concept. Five hundred million is not enough money to make a good yeah, game, apparently. And it has its high points, but as Soraya hints at, you know, it it has still been very difficult for them to pull off, and they haven't, you know, pulled it off perfectly. The CCP I know fucked up dust after three years. <laughs> Every, every space uh, so game except Eve has hit these kind of roadblocks where it's almost like you're trying to reach too far and grasp an entire universe. I've been yelling at uh, CCP for two seasons now, saying the biggest thing I'd like them to do, but they disagree, is uh, rebrand and stop calling it Eve. Eve is one game, but if you're talking about a stable of games where you're talking about Eve and Legion and Dust and Valkyrie, and if you ever manage to have another game, whatever, I think they need to step back and call it New Eden and say yep, the Eve exactly portion of fun. New Eden they've and the tried. Dust portion. They've tried. They haven't. They honestly haven't because, and the reasoning is that Eve is the game that has the name value and people know that because it's been in the news. Therefore, everybody else has to ride on the coattails of that name and that brand. And they're afraid to try rebranding because it would be a risky endeavor to step away from the uh, huge bandwagon that Eve is. It is a name that has weight in the gaming community and in the real world community you know it's the thing that makes it onto wall street journal and forbes articles when we have one of our huge battles or a huge scam these get out there but it never says new eden it says eve well i thought that's why they started branding they started trademarking everything you know eve legion eve valkyrie that kind of stuff exactly right they, they, so were, that, they were going for the same idea but i think i think they were trying to move it around their bell cow for name recognition I yeah, hate to they, say it, but I, I have to uh, go. I have fam familial obligations of food and that sort of thing. Ooh, so He's getting wife aggro. Okay. <laughs> I scared him off. It's okay. Now, it, I it went happens. dancing, and I got back and managed to hot drop you. I just don't think I'll make it to the end. But I do want to feel if anyone else got any uh, broken bottles they want to wave at me or hand grenades they want to throw in my lap before I go. Is there a place we can catch you? I am easily found, although I haven't been online, cause, uh, uh, but I am on Twitter, uh, just at Mike Azariah. I am on Eve. Uh, I check my Eve mail regularly. I am, so if you are if you have an Eve account, you can still chat with that. You can tweet me. I check my Twitter on a regular basis. Um, I'm not hard, or you can go, we actually have csm9.org is a website. And that, that's so where you your blog's at, right, Mike? My blog is on, I have my own personal blog. I didn't mention it because it's, sometimes it's in character and some people get really pissed off that I'm a filthy role player as opposed to, uh, <laughs> although one person gave me the nicest compliment, Mark726, says he likes reading my in-character stuff because he knows I'm always trying to make a point. It becomes a puzzle to figure out what the point is before you get to the end of the writing. Because at the end of almost every piece of writing, I have lessons where I step out of character and explain what the hell I'm talking about. Ah, well played. I like that. So I, I work by parable. <laughs> and if it's if there isn't a point, then I will say right at the beginning of it, 
this is all role play. Just move along. Nothing to see. Move along. Move along. And uh, but yeah, I've been writing for several years. I do the political thing. This is the way I play the game. Is I play it as a political person and come on podcasts. I like I like chatting with people. So if you're in game and you see me, I think it's odd, but people are saying that even if they set me as a contact, they don't see when I log in. I don't know whether that's a bug or a feature mm. from being a CSM member. Well, we don't we don't see it in Dust either way. So yeah, yeah. We, we have unfortunately we have, our I watch list doesn't work. I think I we have asked one. my nephew to create me a character in Dust just so I could start accumulating skill points, if nothing else. But he never got around to it, so I'm totally disconnected. Once Legion comes, if it comes, see, even I'm doing it. It's habit. Uh, <laughs> But I can assure you, I will be in there getting blown up with the best of them. And I yeah, am nice. one of the people who has a very low kill, uh, kill death ratio. It's in the negatives for the most part. I die lots and kill occasionally. I go back to battlefield day, days when my uh, login name was old guy with a slow connection. So if you got shot and killed That's by me, money. <laughs> you would get the announcement. You got killed by an old guy with a slow connection. Well, I mean, you have a low KDR, so... Uh... Just like everyone else here, you're you're not worth anything as a person. <laughs> Actually, uh, one last story to give you an example of my way of playing, but it's got nothing to do with games. I used to play a lot of paintball back when we used Nell spots, and you had a small five gram cylinder, so you had ten shots, and then you had to reload the CO2 in the field. You carried a pocket full of these cylinders. And I was in a firefight and suddenly realized I was out of gas and didn't have an extra one. And there was a guy who had two of us pinned down. I look at the other and said, I'm going to make him show himself. You get ready to kill him. And he said, what are you going to do? And I said, I'm going to be a target. I'm the bunny. And this became a phrase that we used on the field a lot is I'm the bunny meant I'm going to run out and make him step out to shoot me. And we actually got him, and we drew two guys out that way where I got no credit for the kills because I didn't shoot anybody. I had no ammo, no gun, but I would just be the guy who was willing to run in the wide open just to make them step out, and then the sniper would pick them off. So I don't always like play for... Plays. I don't play for a kill-death ratio. I play so that my team wins. So I don't give a damn about whether I win or not. It's whether the team wins or whether we get the other guy. One hopes that most people in Dust do adhere to that. I, I was teasing a little bit, you know, the FPS community uh, sometimes has a, <laughs> an the, undertone of... The well, that's, the, a, that's a common topic of, of well, things that need to be tweaked in the game, is encouraging people yeah. to play for the win and not play for the KDR. Well, EVE has its own version. It's called Pandemic Legion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a few of them where if the killboard ain't green, you're bad. Whereas I'm more of... My kill board is stupid in a whole bunch of ways because I keep going to events. So I've got my kill board is like 98% green, mainly because the only thing I ever get in on killing is super caps. <laughs> and all Good I ever it. lose is a frigate here or there. But I've been in events where I've been in the kills of CCP devs and show up and I get a couple shots off. So I show up on that. Funny thing, I just googled Azariah, and apparently it's an it's an old old Canadian name, some kind of ethnic, you know, Quebecistani sort of name for kill Malhor. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Yeah, actually, it goes Old Testament. If you actually do, uh, people keep mispronouncing it Azaria. It isn't. It's Azariah, and you can actually look it up. But it's from the Old Testament. No, oh, fair enough. Well, and I know, it was also I know. my grandfather's name, so that tells there you, you how go. old I am. 
Well, um, ooh, well done. So uh, I know you got to go, man. So if you don't mind yeah. giving a very quick shout out. I well, actually, I'd like to shout you guys out for letting an Eve and non Dust Bunny show up to chat with you. Like I said, if you want to get in touch with me and ask questions, I will dodge with the best of them. But uh, my platform has always been that I like to communicate with the communities. And if I can, uh, I have one thing that I, it's a running joke, that I have a book on my desk always within reach. So if you have an idea or a question, then I write it down and I take it to a dev. I may not be able to tell you the answer, but I'll tell you that usually if it gets in the book, it will be something. And Saraya has already given me something to into the book this evening that uh, on a side channel that I am going to take and chat with. Awesome. So um, with that, I'd like to thank you for letting me hot drop in and sign out before the end of the show. But uh, if you want, if I can be around another time or let me know when the shows are. And if the people don't write you evil notes saying, God, what was that guy doing there? Never let him <laughs> back in again. That might happen. Oh, I'm used to it. We enjoyed having you on the show. Thank you very much for coming. Thanks a lot for invites. I'll catch you another time, Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks. Okay, guys, real quick. So the only other thing that I had on my, my pseudo agenda uh, this evening to talk about, and we're getting pretty late, I did want to give a shout-out to CCP Rattati for a very fast turn on listening to the community uh, when he announced like some of those additional 1.9 balance changes. Yeah, There was some little bit of drama uh, over uh, the normal nerf buff roller coaster that we tend to go through, which he is, I think clearly making better, but it doesn't mean that the bottom doesn't drop ever every once in a while. Uh, so I, I do appreciate that, that he was able to respond to some people uh, that tried to give him some uh, feedback about, you know, some of the nerfs that were, that were coming on board. And he did, I believe, I think, I think he's affirmatively answered that, that he's going to adjust a few things. So kudos to CCP or Tati for um, touching on that one. And if you guys want, we can probably go into that did in you detail get, next week. Did you get love back for your rail rifle then? Uh, no. Well, it's it, the thing is here, here's the bottom line. Uh, and this would be a great topic for next week. The, the beef that I have about the rail rifle, which it came out in every successive, in almost every successive update or release, there's been some mild nerf, some of them hidden in the back of uh, spreadsheets. The, the, it's not so much about nerfing the rail rifle. My beef with it is that I think the design of that system was so muddled that they are unable, that they're really unable to balance it, which then generates this this cycle where a lot of people put SP into it or they try to invest into it. And in order to balance it, at least what they think are balancing it, they have to continue to nerf it. And, and like I said, we can go into the details mechanically. Uh, you know, guys, if, if you want to know tonight or really probably next week, but it's uh, it, it's more along the lines of not having a clear vision or understanding of how that weapon would have worked. And, and kind of knowing more about what was going on when 1.8 dropped and, the, and that thing went in there and, to, and a little bit the combat rifle to, to a degree, I can see why it, I don't know if it was rushed uh, because of all the things going on in 1.8 and then what we know now with Legion. Um, but there was a lot of problems with that, with that weapon specifically. So the assault rail rifle also got some of that hate too traditionally but one of the things Rattati basically did is like yeah I can't you can't let the full racial line of one 
uh, of the Caldari set have zero option that works in close quarters. So I think it looks like the splitting the you know splitting the difference is going to be leaving the AAR or the assault rail rifle more optimized towards you know be, being a decent option in CQC and mid mid range, and then having the rail rifle be the optimized version for long range, and then significantly nerfing it for basically anything within hand grenade distance, um, which might be a good way to go. But again, it's more about uh, not having a well thought out design and intent for a weapon, a module, a suit or a role. Classic. If we pick that up, it'll take too long. Right. So exactly. That's why I think next week would be a good one. And, and, And like I said, Everybody, everybody's free to come back on that one. We can have a have a nerd out session on that, and we can go into. We can even do numbers if you want, which I know makes you happy, Luther. Um. Well, actually, surprisingly enough, I, I'm not as big a numbers guy as uh, I do math, but uh, I do math to get away from the numbers sometimes. That was that was incredibly deep and almost uh, JDEC like in your. Well, no. You, you should, it, it depends on it depends on the field of mathematics. There aren't necessarily a lot of numbers involved. Oh, I'll tell you right. I'll tell you straight up. Like I remember the first time I showed up to a math class, and and the problem on the board had more letters than numbers. I knew I was in the wrong place. So, it's fun, man. It's fun. With that, uh, what I'd like to do is, unless anybody's got anything burning, I'd like to go straight into shoutouts. And we'll call call this one good, and then we can pick up for next week. Uh, but I think we've, we've had a pretty long running and a very spirited show tonight, which is all kind of good. So with that, let's go with – we'll go from bottom to top this time. Shrizel, shout-outs, please. Um, I'm going to give my shout-out to Mike Hazari for being cool. Absolutely, man. Uh, Pokey? Uh, yeah, shout out to our guests that came out new this this week. Uh, <laughs> I, I play Eve, but a lot of the stuff was a bit over my head. But you know, it's it's good to actually get a, a conversation between the games going. So that's that's good to have. So thanks, guys, for coming. Awesome. Uh, let's see, Lether. Yeah, I'm gonna give a, a shout out to Soraya because he's uh, on the bottom. <laughs> and Ouch. I I. I... Just, this is a continuation of a joke that was made earlier. Um, this this has like a whole new connotation to Bam calling him Worm Tongue. Just so. You're sure. <laughs> oh God! Uh, the other shout out. I, I want to give a shout out to the viewers, and I, I want to say that you know I did a lot of talking about applying CCP for Legion information. If you want information about Legion, you, you should go post on the forums or throw a tweet at CCP uh, and tell them that you know our speculation at this point is wild and and might lead into narnia at some point so you know (laughs) if you'd like to see it as much as i do but keep (laughs) it classy don't make logi bro you know glare absolutely he has way too much work to do do not do not like spam the crud out of the forums be respectful on the forums and do not make him have to moderate you absolutely yeah, yeah. You guys yeah. are just unpaid slaves to uh, Logibur anyway, so that's all your role is right now. Well, did you know his Can't third transformation? Can't confirm trans- or deny that. Like his third transformation, like he like he goes like straight from Logibro, like he transforms into Locking Bro, and then apparently he turns into fucking a redheaded Optimus Prime. I'm just saying. <laughs> There's Banning Bro in there too, so you know. Oh, that's right. That's right. I forgot about that one. Time okay. to make a new meme. Or he just all bans right. everybody. 
and a band for you, and a band for you, and a band for you. Speaking of, at not Jadek Minaheim. Oh, shout outs, brother. Yeah, I'd like to give a shout out to uh, General John Ripper, all the great work he's doing on with apps. And uh, I'd like to give a shout out to Joseph Ridgeson, just all the commitment he's done for uh, just all, all the little games that I play. I mean, he was a big part of the uh, the lottery, the the dust challenge lottery that I've been trying to get done. But uh, he's just a really cool guy. Yep. All right. Bam. I want to give a shout out to uh, not Jadik Manaham for coming across this little gem of uh, a serious gruntled uh, dust player writing a beautifully scripted scene for uh, John Wick. Uh, thank you to the guy who wrote the wrote the scene. It has many underlying currents, and uh, not Jadik Manaham for discovering it. And of course, Jason for inviting me on to ruin yet another podcast. <laughs> I'll thank not Jadik Manaham for you. Awesome, Please be awesome. sure to do that. Okay, and I'm Jason Larson. I've got a couple of quick shout-outs. Uh, definitely want to give a shout-out to Bam and JDEC for coming on. Huge shout-out to Mike Azariah, CSM9, for coming on. And, and he's, he's legitimately a very, very good dude. And he is uh, he's a HiSec representative, just so you guys are tracking. They, they actually are kind of broken up a little bit a little bit differently than the CPM is. There's, there's, hey, there's they have agendas. That's true. See, and, on the CPM, we have no agendas. We serve everybody equally. Which is to say not much. <laughs> the fucking bullshit. <laughs> Silence word time. I do always get a speaks. great reaction to that one. I, so, I just had to go with it. Mike, Saray, you're saying you're you're part of space communism. That, that, that's, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll buy that. That's that's pretty accurate for him. But just uh, remember, Mar- I, I do at the end of the day serve the space king. Oh, we know. The uh, the but Mike he he's actually a big champion of new players and casual players in Eve. So which is frankly where probably a lot of the dudes that listen to the podcast or play Dust, you know, or desire to play Legion if it's a thing one day, where they would probably fall. If it's um, a thing. Yeah, well, we don't know. We have to say it's if, if it's a thing. But big big shout out to to you guys and to Mike. And I do have one. There's a channel in Eve called The Best of Us, and it's also uh, at Best of Us on Twitter. Uh, it's basically a channel for military veterans uh, that play Eve. And they do a lot of good stuff out of game that not a lot of people hear about. And, and all I would like to say is I'd give those guys a huge shout out. Uh, they do, um, like I said, a lot of good things to help uh, active duty and veteran guys out uh, just outside the gaming world. There's a lot of military people that play Eve, fair amount of military that play military people, uh, either active or, or veteran that play dust. And these guys that set it up really good dudes. And they, uh, they're, they're a pretty active, uh, social and assistance, you know, group. So like I said, big shout out to those guys, best of us channel and at best of us on Twitter. Uh, so with that guys, I think we're going to bring episode 26 to a close and I would like to Again, uh, just appreciate everybody for listening and downloading, uh, listening to us on the live stream or copping us out on uh, YouTube. I want to give a quick plug. I think, bam, you've just released a new video. Is that right? Just went up, you went live tonight. Is oh, that right? Yeah, right. went live like half an hour ago, mate. Yes. Okay. So everybody you hop didn't on, have on to YouTube, plug me, YouTube. but thank you very much. It's alive. Ah, we're going to help you out That's with that. That's the bro. whole point of going on a, on a podcast is to plug your stuff. That's what I'm No, all. not really. Absolutely. I go on to give you shit. That's all I go on for. Long as, you have a, as long as you have a purpose for being here, man. Okay. 
All right, guys. So I think we're going to have to close this one down. I I think uh, you know we're gonna we're running a little bit late for the gym tonight, so we're gonna have to kind of wrap this one up. So I think uh, you know episode twenty six of Biomast. You know, I, it, it's just I, I think we're gonna have to call this one the push up and squat thrust episode. Just just I, I'm feeling that right now. So okay. So thank <laughs> you very much. I will see all of you guys next week.